back to Sword Coast, Coast to Coast. This is your Dungeon Master Cameron. I am here introducing this new episode to you. The whole gang is back together, or, well, you'll you'll find that out in just a minute. If you remember in the last episode, the last sequence, uh, Silverleaf, Kylie, and Wegg went uh, and <laughs> tried to figure out who was capturing prisoners. Ooh, excuse me, on the way to the... Uh, Suda 51, secret black site thing, and, uh, you know, Wegg became Wet Dirt Boy and uh, did all that kind of stuff. So, um, all to say, now here at the end of that adventure begins a new adventure where uh, they're trying to figure out what's going on. This begins, just to tell you now, this begins a series of recordings we did. I think there are two more recordings after this, and so that means there's like... Seven episodes, eight episodes, of uh, of of getting toward the end of this campaign. We've already recorded the end of it, so um, uh, yeah. So if you here's just a little thing at the top. If you have any questions for me or anything that you uh, want to know about the campaign or how it was run or how my DM or how the players made decisions, I'm happy to field those questions as well. Um, you can just send those to me either on DM on Twitter. Uh, either at the Range Touch account or at my personal account at C Kunzelman. Uh, you can also send them to me on Discord or anything like that. What I'd like to do is at the end of the campaign. So again, this is in like two months of releases. Uh, at the end, I'd wanna, I want to I want to just answer a bunch of uh, kind of questions from people who are um, listening to the show. Anyway, that's a lot of stuff here at the beginning. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the show. Um, we're going to pick this up at the very beginning with a little bit of an explainer, a little bit more party building, a little bit more uh, stuff like that. You'll see. Then we get right into it with uh, getting Tess back with the party and then figuring out what the party's actually up to. So I hope you enjoy the next several episodes. Um, I, I want to say that, that this recording and the next one and the next one um, are some of the best ones we've done. I know I've said that a lot, but I think the show just got better and better and better. It gets better and better and better. So um, all to say, check it out. Coast, coast to coast, we're here. We're doing it. Um, uh, we, a lot of things happened in the last episode. We, we will get back to some summary here at the beginning, like we normally do every recording session. But uh, some some around the horn intros, really quickly. Uh, I'm Cameron, and I'm the DM. I'm Lil Jordo, and I play Wag the Grave Digger. Okay. Yeah, I'm James, and I play um, Kylie, comma who would be gawking. I'm Mary, and I play Tess. I'm Michael, and I play Silverleaf. And so last uh, last time we recorded, we did a little bit of, uh, you know, ca- character reassertion. I'm sure everyone heard that um, when you listened to a few episodes back. Um, but uh, now Michael has a... Uh, you, know, you just explain it, Michael. Yeah. Um, so instead of explaining our own characters, we're going to go around and explain everyone else's characters. Um, so the idea is, I will say, uh, you know, for example... Okay, everyone. Uh, what's Weg like? Um, and then James, you'll go, and then Mary, you'll go, and and then I'll go. Um, uh, so the yeah, what basically one sentence about each character, uh, and yeah. So, uh, James, what's uh, what's Weg like? Um, well, very dirty, and very uh, like. I think on two levels, a little slimy. <laughs> Damn. Uh, there's a good heart there, but I, I think over the last 
a little while. He seems a little sketchier than maybe we've previously thought. Ooh. Mary, what do you think about Wig? Wig knows just how important Faerun Ball is. <laughs> you know what? That's all that matters. Uh, Silverleaf thinks Wegg is one half Barney Rubble. Well, actually, I guess Silverleaf can't think that. Wegg is one half Barney. <laughs> Silverleaf has Barney Rubble. Silverleaf loves the Flintstones. It's the, the Flintstones. only show that they have up north, and he fucking is crazy about it. Um, yeah, Wegg is one half Barney Rubble, one half Grover. Mm. Jordo, what's I- James like? What, uh, <laughs> what's Kylie like? What's Kylie sorry, like? yeah. It's, <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. I'm very bad at this. Sorry, James. Jordan, James Kylie like? tell, well, tell James us about James friend. first. Yeah. Uh, Kylie, comma, who would be God King, is to gives the impression of a man who is constantly on the verge of an epiphany, like either either like in the front of his mind or like just sort of. In general, Kylie feels like he's always about, like, he's always, like, one inch away from, like, some big revelation. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mary, what's Kylie who would be God King like? So, uh, building building on that revelation, um, Tess thinks Kylie's been replaced by a doppelganger. (laughs) Oh, no! Just, a weird, just so, a weird so like close. bone doppelganger. Just to be clear. Oh right, yeah. Okay, I can kind of, I can see where you could draw that conclusion. I'm what right with the, it. what with the skeleton arm and everything. This, this is, this is really. Uh, I'm glad we did this because this is this. The both of these descriptions dovetail really nicely with mine. Um, he's very close to something, right? He's he's trying and he's he's not quite there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, my my description of Kylie is that um, Kylie runs in musical circles, right? Like uh, we we know that he hangs out with artists, um, and he was the inspiration for the song by the Dragonborn, uh, "Pretty Fly for a Janassi." <laughs> oh God! Uh, uh, never mind <laughs> about all this. You want to put that in the show notes? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, do you mind posting the uh, notes document, please? Oh, yeah. Um, sure. While I do that, uh, Jordo, what's Tess like? Tess is, at all times, the most competent member of our team. Even that's while that's yeah. fake as hell. <laughs> James, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think that it's just um, maybe happenstance, but I think Kylie feels a little distant from Tess because I feel like there have been a couple of occasions due to that real-life recording schedule where um, Kylie has been there when Tess hasn't and vice versa. Um, so I, I think like Kylie still feels like, oh, who's this new thief replacing our good friend Phineas? <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's been like several years of in-game time, has it been? No, it's been a year of in-game time. But still, um, that is still a long time. I don't, yeah, it's a long I don't time. want to minimize that the, the length of time that a year, a year is, especially when Phineas was around for like 
three days. <laughs> I, I think I think maybe Kylie felt a little more um, kinship to the Phoenix energy, where Tess feels more like stable, um, <laughs> and uh, maybe like has competent decision-making skills, something that Kylie is not very familiar with. <laughs> yeah, Phineas had real one-shot energy <laughs> as a character. One shot. Um, all I have to say, uh, Tess is a Virgo. If you don't get it, look it up. Jordo, um, <laughs> uh, what's Silverleaf like? Silverleaf is the most earnest, uh, like, genuinely enthusiastic member of the team. James, what do you think? Um, I think Kylie thinks Silverleaf is, um, um, like, sophomoric, I guess? (laughs) Like, um, Silverleaf knows a lot. But I'm constantly surprised about how, um, like, uh, child, like the childlike wonder that Silverleaf brings—a a sweet summer child, literally. <laughs> yeah, like there's that combination of knowing, uh, like, knowing—I I, want to say, like, just enough to be dangerous, but not like um, about a specific subject, but like that Silverleaf, like, is a lot more knowledgeable than Kylie but also um, seems to act like they know less, if you know what I mean. Like, happy about each new fact, where Kylie, Kylie feels more jaded. It's, it's mm. all part of my mind game, my elaborate 11-dimensional bone chess. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, Mary, what do, you, what do you think about Silverleaf? Uh, Tess thinks that Silverleaf is the most inspiring layabout that she has ever met. <laughs> That's great. great. Excellent. Cameron, it? what do you think about all of our characters? Oh, I think you're a bunch of scamps and layabouts and uh, uh, <laughs> fools uh, led about by the nose by uh, a divine wisdom, of course, much greater than your own. Oh, that's is it. That character <clears throat> or player? <laughs> well, we'll just have to play and find out. More. We're going to go to that, like, castle greyhawk and it's gonna be like you behind the giant table in that one room yeah i'm lord greyhawk y'all yeah um the uh no i you know i um i don't know i think the way that i uh, treat your characters uh demonstrates how i think about them pretty pretty clearly <laughs> um you know give you a lot of opportunities <laughs> give you a lot of uh you know i expect a lot of everybody no it's, I'm, I'm, it's uh, like uh it's like you know how sea turtles will have like hundreds of babies because only a few of them are going to make it to the ocean without getting eaten by birds and crabs and stuff mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's the two primary enemies the bird and the crab <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's cameron giving us like hints and opportunities and reminding us of characters names and stuff <laughs> yep. yeah uh, but no, I, uh, I, I generally, um, you know, for, for Weg, I think Weg is a, uh, has a sweet heart, um, but is haunted by a secret. I think that's true. And, and has real issues in gameplay and in concept, figuring out how to address those issues sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Kylie, uh, 
has um, a desire for power, but not a strong idea of how to actualize that power um, or, or actualize uh, the potential for power. I, I think uh, I think Tess is looking for that great big thieving opportunity and just hasn't happened yet. I think Silverleaf's just looking for uh, looking for some delicious fish to eat, perhaps. I, I think uh, the uh, uh, completion of the uh, Gilbert Golem really, I think that was a, a big uh, completing moment for many people here. Yeah. So I think people are looking for their next big problem. Oh, dang. I missed it. Well, not really. And we can actually start there, unless anyone has any uh, lingering thoughts here at the beginning it seems that no one has any lingering thoughts <laughs> okay uh you didn't really miss it because we didn't really do anything with it purposely because you weren't there fair enough <clears throat> so let's start there because i think that's a good thing we we did address it we began the gilbert golem uh, or, or uh the gilbert golem was completed but uh, we didn't do anything with the gilbert golem on purpose sorry i gotta get my dice out we're going to dump them all in the lap. Lap full of dice. That's where they go. The party is split. Um, Kylie, Silverleaf, and Wegg have gone to the town of Harrowdale in order to uh, do a mission for the Suda unit. However, when they went to Tess's door and knocked on it, um, Tess wasn't there. Tess was sleeping. So let's get the party back together. Tess, you are in the Lazy Rabbit. Is that what it's called? Yes. Oh, you did it. Finally. Mm. Okay, you're in the Lazy Rabbit. And, uh, you know, there's just a sunbeam that's uh, shooting through that window. And it's just the right shape and size. And so, you you know, you kind of roll. You're rolling around on, your, on the top of your uh, bed a little bit, chasing that sunbeam. And you're rolling and you're rolling, and you're sleeping, and you're rolling, and you're napping, and you're doing all the things that tabaxi do, and, uh, you know, it's just so comfortable. You don't wake up when they knock on the door, and, and you don't wake up, and you don't wake up, and you don't wake up for 48 hours. Oh, damn. Wow. You're sleeping it off. You're having a good time. After after all the excitement at the big game, at the big old cup, at the, at the, the bowl of prizes, or whatever the hell it was called. The Grand Chalice. There you go. The, uh... But, you know, it just made you too sleepy. So you are woken by a crashing sound. Boom, boom, boom. And it gets louder. Boom, 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 boom. And it gets even louder. Boom, 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 boom. And through the door crashes a five-foot, six-foot-tall, somewhere in the middle there, creature that you've never seen before. It has long ironwood arms. Has long ironwood legs that they, they are. They kind of look like uh, bones or like a bionicle a little bit. <laughs> you know what a bionicle looks like. And in the middle is a big orb full of water, like in the chest, like Krang, Kang, Krang from the Krang. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Krang yes. in the middle, and right in the middle of that orb, it's our fishy friend. Gilbert! It's Gilbert. And Gilbert is here, um, and Gilbert tells you that you 
Well, well let me do Gilbert's voice. I don't. Did, did we decide last time on Gilbert having a voice? He definitely had a voice. Yeah, it was like robotic. He that's was talking about going to college. Remember? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Gilbert does want to go to college. Um, he just wants to. He wants to learn. He wants to learn about Feyrunian literature. Um, this is why we have the Gilbert College Fund. <laughs> well, but uh, but we so he not... says. Oh, sorry. Uh, what was that, James? Oh, um, another thing that we established is that um, Silverleaf has an inn at um, Fish Polytechnic. So that that's true. Um, but Gilbert, I think, wants to go. Wants to go to Bard. <laughs> he thought about going to Bard College. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So Gilbert busts in and says, "Tess, we have to go. A terrible thing has happened. Blub blub blub, glug glug glug." What happened? They are going to be beaten up. <laughs> query, hurt. Query. Ambushed. Who is they? Everyone else in the party while you were sleeping. Oh, that seems bad. And he says, look at that sunbeam. And he goes and he like kind of sits in a little bit. Says, ah, it's the natural warmth of the Faerunian sun. I've yet never felt it before in my life. Ha 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 ha. Quick, we must go. And he stands up. Well. Uh, and is ready to go. I mean. Gilbert seems very determined, so uh, let's go, Gilbert. Gilbert says, you, you, you get in the... Uh, I need to pull, pull up a map of favor. One moment. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Gotta go to Lore Maps. Shout out to Lore Maps, having the best map of Faerun on the internet. So let's see, you're in Marsember. Um, he... Uh, Gilbert says, uh, you know, you, you get out, you go outside into the streets of Marsimber, outside the lazy rabbit, rabbit, and Gilbert says, get on my back. Is... Okay. <laughs> I have concerns, but okay. How, how are you going to get on Gilbert's back? Like, I don't even know really what this golem, like, is... How, how big is Gilbert's golem? Like well, it's it's between five and six feet tall. Okay, I wasn't sure if like this was you know like a tiny tiny itty bitty golem. Um, no, I mean he's tiny itty bitty in there. Yeah. He's got one big he's got big eyeballs and one big old lip. <laughs> <laughs> but, I wish he could wear you like a baby Bjorn, but I feel like that would obscure his vision. Yeah, since he's in the tummy, that's kind of hard. Yeah, kind of looks like this. Hold on, I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you my artist rendering. <laughs> Sad, sad that people can't see this in the uh, in the audio recording, but just just uh, believe it. You know, think Bionicle. <laughs> so, and Gilbert's in that big orb there in the middle. In the, for the people listening to the recording, you don't you can draw this at home. There's yourself. a lot of shading. Draw on this, a yeah. circle, and then draw three or four upside down L's coming off of it. Almost like a spider, but it, it but it's a like a bionicle. It looks like Jack's Twitter avatar. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, have, I have questions about uh, the dot in the top left corner and what that implies. Uh, it, it, that's because snipping tool doesn't work quite right. Oh, okay. That's an Iun stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, an important part of step four of assembling the Gilbert Golem. Um, 
is not... fine going to interplanary interplanarly to find an iron stone. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Gilbert, okay. Gilbert's in there. I just I had to update my drawing to depict where Gilbert was. So I, I yeah, there's a lot of different ways. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say I appreciate that the Ionan stone moved in the second yeah, drawing. That's kind of the say. Yeah. <laughs> It's floating around. Yeah, no. Um, um, so how are you going to clam- clamber up on the back of that uh, old fellow there? I think I'm, like, going to, like, awkwardly, like, place... Just kind of, like, hang on to the side of the orb on the back. <laughs> I don't Like know a backpack, to... kind of? Yeah, like, I don't know where to put my arms or legs or anything. <laughs> I just... That seems like the only solid part of this. Okay. Uh, so you do that, and Gilbert says, that looks extremely comfortable. Ha ha. Ha ha. I've learned sarcasm. Ha ha. Ha ha. And uh, he, he, he kind of crouches down a little bit, and he says, I can only ever do this one time for narrative reasons. Ha ha. And then he points to his feet, and roller skates pop out. Yeah. <laughs> And you Damn. begin to rocket at 70 to 80 miles per hour <laughs> <laughs> um, north out of the city of Marsimber toward Erebol. You, you travel that way for a few hours. You turn quickly east through the Hulaga Forest, continuing to do it. The Thunder Peaks are in front of you. These are a vast, impenetrable, difficult um, uh, set of mountains for people to move over. You scoot over those. You ramp it uh, like you would be ramping over a deer in a car. Um, uh, shout out to uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, you know the guy. Anyway, what you're talking about uh, um, the guy. Yeah, people will get that if they know what they're talking about. Anyway, uh, you make your way east, continuing overnight to High Moon. Um, and continue east. Uh, you continue all the way to the city of Ordolin <laughs> and then turn northward. Uh, you're going so fast you don't see anyone or hear anything or anything like that. Um, and you begin to make your way north to <clears throat> Harrowdale when we turn back over to our other compatriots. Um, I don't think we now, have any idea what's going on. Well, now the the party is yet again split in another way. Because we, uh, of course, at the end of the last episode, um, Silverleaf, you and Kylie were both taken capture, taken prisoner, (laughs) taken prisoner. Um, And uh, you, you were, of course, remember, you heard a terrible piercing scream as you were trying to transport your prisoner uh, to the uh, Suda unit's uh, special prison for r- really bad people. And, um, Wegg, you made a choice. What was the choice that you made at the end of last episode? Well, Wegg um, made a choice that kind of went a little sideways. Uh, his original plan was to kind of get equidistant between... Um, the cart that they had been transferring him in because he was secretly undercover as the bad guy that was being Mm -hmm. uh, transported to the special prison for not very good people. And uh, what ended, he was trying to get like sort of halfway between the cart and the bad guys so that he could cast a big cool spell. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what ended up happening 
is that Wegg uh, is part of the bad guy team now. He joined forces with them, it turns out. Uh-huh. Because that was your... And why did you decide to do that as opposed to saying, no, these are my friends, don't murder them? Well, uh, in the moment, it felt like the right thing to do. <laughs> Wegg is, is undercover as Wet Dirt Boy, mm-hmm. um, one of, one of uh, the Manticore's, you know, most feared and um dirtiest enemies would you say he fights dirty oh definitely yeah mm-hmm. okay. um and uh and Wegg thinks that in at at the time he felt like the best way to keep his friends safe was to like be able to exert influence over the other bad guys that are there so you remember that, um, of course, you were uh, recruited mm-hmm. by two people, or you were you were brought in. Of course, the, the the one who put his big burly paw on your shoulder is, of course, the Ursine Man, and the other one is the Spectral Assassin. Both both key members of the Rogues Gallery, of course, of uh, of uh, the Manticore, aka the League of Villains. And um, they take you down into, they take you back into the forest a little bit. The, the creatures they were with, these big screaming creatures that you remember, they have picked up uh, a incapacitated Silverleaf and an incapacitated uh, Kylie who would be God King. And they're carrying them in their mouths. And you are going deep into the forest. Do you have any questions for the Ursine Man or the Spectral Assassin? I do. Wegg does. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the Ursine man is the one who had talked to me mm-hmm. earlier. Indeed. He is the one who said, in fact, at the end of last episode, welcome to the League of Villains. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wegg says, uh, so why do all this? Why work together? Uh, oh, hmm. so the Ursine man says, um, he says, well, that's the only way to accomplish our goals. And he, and he, he looks at you and he nods like, of course, you know what those goals are. Ah, uh, yes, goals. <laughs> Wag uh, kind of scratches at his at his head. Mm-hmm. And uh, so how, a bunch uh, of a bunch of dirt kind of goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's ex- not even playing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I figured Wegg would have got extra dirty for this mm, ahead of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cause cause that, and then uh, as he's doing that, Wegg looks over his shoulder to kind of see how Silverleaf and Kylie are doing in the mo- in the mouths of those big screaming frog monsters. They're incapacitated. They're they're uh, sleeping. They're still. sleepy. Okay. I mean, yeah, they are. They are like unable. Like vision is, is uh, they can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why sorry. They can't see, they can't really hear, they they don't really have access to logical thought. It's kind of like uh I don't know, being shell-shocked or something like that. Okay. So for a little while. So for it's, narrative reasons. It's so it's not they're they're not at like zero stabilized hit points, right? No, they are not. Okay. Um Wegg would like to make a perception check to see what he can figure out about the Ursine man and the silent assassin spectral assassin uh 
Well, uh, one okay? looks like a big old bear and one looks like a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that's about uh -huh. it. Uh, no, I mean you can go ahead and make your check. Okay. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Uh, I'm just looking for like. Uh, what am I looking for? Sorry mm -hmm. for doing this again. No, Wegg's Wegg's trademark check without a purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, I I mean I guess I wanna I wanna look for like anything that might give me a clue as to the ultimate motive here. Like, mm. do they have? Like, is one of them carrying a big key to something? Or, like, do they have, like, a book that says Guide to Poisoning Heroes? Or, like, anything that's, anything that's going to give me a clue as to what's coming up in the next, oh, say, two hours. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, give me that perception roll. Then. All right. That's great. That's a great Oops. question. Uh, that's a natural 20. There okay. So... So Weg, you see, you're you are trying, you're taking in the Earth Sign Man in all of his glory, big mm -hmm. old bear. Okay, and you're looking, you're looking at the spectral assassin. Your eyes get big and wide. Uh, you know, they like they're letting in all of the light possible. <laughs> um, uh, enhanced halfling vision kicks in. Wow. Uh, yeah, you don't know why you're not using this all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you actually feel a little tickle on your heel because you don't wear shoes, right? Mm. -mm. You feel a little tickle on your heel, and you look down, and there's an ant down there. <gasps> it's on your heel. And you look at it, and you can see, and it, like again, your vision zooms in like Ant-Man. And you can see it doing something. And it, it, it lifts up one of its six little legs and points. <laughs> and you can see on the Ursine Man, on, on his fur, on his neck, on the side closest to you, uh, you can see... That underneath, it's almost like you know his that his fur is long, mm -hmm. and someone has lifted it up. You know, like like if you pet uh, like a dog backwards, right? Right. And someone has shaved underneath some of the longer hair, and someone has placed in a uh, it looks like a brand or or maybe like a really mm. a carved in tattoo, something mm. real gross like that. Um, and it is a crystal ball. Like, oh, like a picture of a crystal ball or like an actual crystal ball? It is a picture of a, a crystal ball. Okay. Like very clearly, right? So it's it's a, it's a like a circle. Uh, in, on the inside of that circle, there's a crystal ball. It's got stars and moons in it. There's some energy rays emanating off of it. I'm not going to draw this for you. Use the theater of the mind. <laughs> um, and you look down at the ant again, and, and your eyes get somehow even wider, okay? And you look down at the ant again, and the ant looks up, points at Spectral Assassin, and boink, boink. Points again, and you can see that Spectral Assassin has somehow a ghostly version of the same thing on the inside of its bicep. Hmm. Um, same brand, but a ghostly version of oh, it. No. Ooh. Ooh. And because you got that natural 20, and because you're accessing all of the uh, knowledge and perceptive capacity you have, you are able to link this up with something that you know so many many years ago there was a course uh the thing called the time of troubles where mm -hmm. the gods walk the earth and then later there was a thing called the spell plague uh where the weave the thing that makes magical energy work in Faerun, where it kind of fell apart in between those times there was a god called savras 
And Severus was the god of fate and kind of prediction of, of fortune telling. Hmm. And somehow you don't quite know know how. I mean, this is not something you ever would have learned, but but you you got this in your Aragolan teachings. You got this in your kind of time of troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, uh, one hundred and one education. <laughs> you know, uh, time of troubles history. You got to take it in the eighth grade. Um, you uh, learned that Severus at some point during before the spell plague was destroyed he, he he was killed and so there is not currently a god specifically of fate on Faerun uh, or on Toriel I guess and uh it's so it's strange right you've seen this in old books you've seen mm-hmm. this in kind of like lists of deities of Faerun and things like that that who have been deceased you've seen the symbol before you clearly recognize it um, but it is odd to see someone doing what appears to be worship of Savras um, in this day and age. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wegg is uh, surprised and unnerved, having seen this symbol. Uh, he winks at the ant. Mm-hmm. Um, it winks back, you see. Yes. <laughs> uh, ants wink. Can you, uh, just for my own benefit, can you spell mm-hmm. the name of this deity in chat so I can look at S- it? Well, I mean, I can I can just do it for the people at home, too. S-A-V-R-A-S. Savras. 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 Yeah. Okay. Can I tell if it looks like they're trying to obscure these symbols so that I can't see them? They are not. They're I mean, not. obviously, uh, you know, the the way that the um, tattoo or marking or whatever it is on Ursine Man, the way that it's positioned obviously means that, you know, they're kind of being a little bit secretive about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Spectral Assassin, it's somewhere where you wouldn't, like, always see it on someone, the inside of their bicep. But it's not covered over. They're not trying to put it underneath a sleeve or something like that. Okay. Um, they're wearing it fairly open. It's the kind of thing of if you know what it is and you're looking for it, you're gonna see it. Okay. And and if you're not looking for it, and even if you were looking for it, most people, other than people with uh, religious education, most people aren't gonna know what it is anyway. Right. Okay. Um. Hmm. 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 They are leading you through the forest, Wegg. And they eventually take you to what kind of looks like a, um, a some older elven ruins from this part of the world. So you can see some some uh, columns of stone that have been carved out, you know, maybe thousands of years ago. Um, and it, you know, this might have been some sort of of uh, small town or something like that. Um, but so you can see it kind of sticking up through the canopy, and they lead you down into a vine covered. Uh, doorway you know it's four or five steps down beneath um, some columns and they open it up and it's a small doorway it's probably three or four feet tall perfect for you but everyone else has got a duck and they open the door and they continue walking down and you're in a fairly large bunker okay Um, and you know this is obviously where they're living right now and so there's some some bunk beds there's a small kitchen area there's some tunnels that lead back perhaps to other doorways um, and Ursine Man says, well, make yourself at home. Uh, this is, this is our base of operations. Uh, Wegg gestures to Kylene Silverleaf and says, uh, what's the plan for these guards? 
So the um, the big creatures, uh, the screaming creatures that you remember from before, they continue walking down one of the pathways, and uh, the Ursimens as well, prison for now, and maybe a little bit of lunch later. Ha 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 ha! Probably ransom. Hmm. Do you expect to get much for a couple of tower guards? I don't know. <laughs> Worth trying, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you don't ransom your guards, you're leaving money on the table. Oh, that's a good point. I was never awesome. much... His, I was never the money guy. He squints a little bit. He says, all good villains know that. <laughs> well, so let's uh, let's lens over a little bit to Kylene Silverleaf. Uh, you both wake up. In a cell on the ground. Are we in the same cell? You're in the same cell. It's cell probably, buddies. <laughs> it's probably five by five by five. Um, oh, that's is very cramped. For it's very cramped. Kyle's pretty big and Silverleaf isn't small, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know two normal sized people in a in a five by five by five cube. So it's a box. It's not mm -hmm. like a cell, air quotes. Yeah, it's a box. Well, I, you know, cells are, uh, they're Boxes. bad. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. Um, but yeah, you wake up in a cell. You can see uh, one of the dog-like creatures, uh, the big screaming dog things. You can see it uh, curled up in the corner. Um, you're in a much larger room. Uh, that your cell is in the middle of, and you can see a tunnel leading off uh, somewhere else. Um, when you say much larger, uh, is it like a, um, a a finished room? I guess. Um, I mean, it's got some. It's got stone floor. It has yeah. stone walls, and it's got a wooden roof. Okay. Can I do my cartoonish I, I, I guess I was now? wondering. Yes. Please do your... Please do... Uh, Silverleaf, go ahead. Ooh, what happened? <laughs> I don't know, but I don't this like it. This doesn't seem like a cool place. Yeah, how does Silverleaf... Has Silverleaf been in, uh, in jail before? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Has Silverleaf been in jail? <laughs> yes. What I don't do think do? that he knows that he was in jail, but he has definitely been in jail before. <laughs> no. right? like, hmm. He doesn't like believe in the concept of jail. Yeah. Um, but, because the elves from up north, they don't have it. Yeah, no, it's just yeah. They don't have they don't even have doors on their like you know their lean twos. Um That seems very cold. Yeah, no, they don't feel cold. They don't feel hot or cold. Not affected by the el elements. Elves. Look it up. Um, <laughs> Google it. Google it. Read the Silmarillion. I don't know what to tell you. Um, uh, I'm gonna. Is the door locked? Uh, so, so Silverleaf immediately stands up and and is just going to leave this this room like you would leave any other room and grabs the uh, grabs the door the the um, uh, wooden wooden ceiling of course uh, 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 stone floor. And the cell is made of some sort of metal. You're not quite sure. And, and so really, if you go up to the door in front of you, it's got a big comical key thing and all that kind of... Uh, it's like a cartoon jail cell. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, you know, grab it like you're going to open it and just goes chunka, chunka, chunka. Okay. The I'm thing in the corner, when it hears that sound, goes... Rrr. 
like a like a um, snore or you know like a rumbling in the sleep or is that waking up? Uh, it's not waking up, but it's uh, I don't like noises kind of sound. How about that? Okay. Yeah, like somebody like turning over in their sleep, right? Like it, you don't like, know, but like you know, like in the movies, like when somebody makes a sound, you like think they're gonna wake up, but yeah, I I know yeah. what you're saying. I you yeah. don't know. Okay. Yeah, you would probably have to perceive that, but Silverleaf <laughs> doesn't give a shit. Um, and for the first time in the history of this podcast, I'm going to cast knock. Unlock this door. It's finally okay. happening. <laughs> okay, uh, I need to look it up. Um, what level version of knock is this? Exactly. Oh, um... What level are you casting knock at? Let's I think see. the level one opens doors, right? Level yeah, two is well, for pushing. Yeah, well, the object can... It depends on... If the door is arcanely held, then then I have to probably do it at a higher level than the, the spell that is closing it by magical means. Um, but it works on mundane uh, or or magical locks. Okay, uh, look, looks mundane to you. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm casting it at level two. Okay. The lowest level. Okay. Ooh, but it's a loud knock, audible from as far away as... <laughs> yep, feet. yeah, I'm looking at that too. That's fine. <laughs> is it? Yeah, why not? I'll kill this thing. I guess Kylie I doesn't know that Silverleaf is about to do this. Okay. Uh, yeah, go. What's that look like? Give me the. Give me a description of the thing happening. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Silverleaf, leaf, um, you know, sp- spins a bone around like a baton and like just kind of like grabs it and sort of hits the hits the hits the uh, the 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 locked part of the door. Mm-hmm. And like a, a large like echoing knock sounds. And the door uh, locks, oh, hopefully. that happens. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, you hear, uh, you know, uh, Kylie, while you're kind of trying, you're looking around the room, ascertaining uh, how large it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Silverleaf yeah. stands up, tries the door, and then doop, knocks it right open. Um, and uh, it, it slams open on its hinges and uh, creates a crashing noise. The creature in the corner immediately stands up and... And, and prepares to uh, to come at you. Wegg, you hear the same thing. You hear a knock. Dunk, dunk. Um, and uh, both Ursine Man and the Spectral Assassin, they kind of start looking around, and they actually... Um, let me... Uh, so both of them actually go to the door that you just came out of um, and kind of walk out of that door. And Ursine Man says, stay here. Our enemies approach. They went back outside. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It seems like they might. I mean, you don't know. Um, you are unsure, in fact, Weg, if that if the noise came from outside or if it came from one of the tunnels. Okay. Just because there's so much echoing down here in this uh, kind of cave system. Right. Um, are they outside now? They are outside. They opened the door and very quickly kind of went outside. Okay. Well, uh, as soon as they're gone, Weg is gonna. I tail it towards down whatever hallway the the monsters went with Silverleaf and Kylie in their mouth. Door is still open. Oh, there the door outside is still open. Uh huh. Oh, okay. I just I'm just making sure you know that information. Okay, I did not know that information. I for whatever reason assumed that the door outside that they would have closed the door behind them. Um, 
I mean, you could close it. That's not. I, I just want to make sure that you have that information. Okay. Wegg closes the door and then does the thing I said. Okay. Great. Okay. okay so you run down the hallway, and uh, you see uh, Kylie and Silverleaf kind of squaring off against this big, large mod creature uh, in front of you. Um, I think they're. I think they're kind of in a deadlock. Wegg, what do you want to do first? You're kind of coming in and. You know, interrupting this uh, situation here. What do you, what do you want to do? Wegg wants to uh, cast a spell. He's okay. rummaging through his his robe. Uh, it's extra dirty this time, so a lot of the scraps of paper that he has his spells written on are kind of smudged and you know, like kind of waterlogged from from being wetter than usual. Uh-huh. Um, there is actually a search function on this list of spells. Um, Are you just now figuring that out? Uh, you know, <laughs> um, There's a little a little F button that he hits. To... <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, Weg Weg has a uh, Weg has a, a special frog that remembers the names of all of his spells, and he pulls him out of his coat of his his robe and says, "What's the thing where?" Um... You know, it's like the the my normal weapon, but big, and it uh, spiritual weapon. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, Wade cast spiritual weapon. Okay. Uh, what does that do? That creates a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for the duration or until I cast the spell again, and the duration is one minute. Um, on hit, uh, basically it gives me like a big ass glowing shovel that I can kind of float around. Um, and uh, on hit, the target takes force damage equal to 1d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. Um, uh, when you cast this spell at a spell slot of third level or higher, the damage increases by 1d8 for every two slots above second level. So I Lord. guess to get that extra damage, I would have to cast it as a fourth level spell. Is Correct. that right? Uh, mm-hmm. let's leave it as a second level spell for right now and see okay. how that goes. Um, because uh, oh, I can I can just recast it, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to use that slot. Exactly. Yeah. Um. The okay. So you, Silverleaf, and Kylie, you're there. You're kind of squaring off against this Hydroloth. Maybe Silverleaf, you're trying to maybe move around to the side to get a little bit of an advantage. It knows that it's by itself. It's a smart creature. Um, remember, it looks like, uh, you know, kind of like a frog with bat wings a little bit. Uh, it's got a lot of feet. Um, mm-hmm. I'll put the picture back in the Discord for you. Um, but uh, got some frog eyes and whatnot. But uh, you see Wegg plopping down the hallway. You actually hear, like, his bare feet plop, 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 hitting the, the, uh, um, the stone before he gets there. And he appears and kind of throws his hand out, uh, you know, like a like a Luke Skywalker situation, <laughs> and a giant glowing shovel uh, appears in front of them. Tess, you are uh, on the road between Harrowdale and the river, river something, river, river Dwathumper, <laughs> um, uh, the river Chumbawamba. There you go. Riding on the back of uh, Gilbert. 
Gilbert says in robot voice, it seems like my magical roller skates are running out soon. And uh, you get to, seemingly just a few minutes after they were there, you find an abandoned wagon in the middle of the road. Was, was this the wagon that presumably played a part in last episode? So, uh, why don't you, can you give me an investigation check real quick? Sure. I forgot to bring up my dice roller. That's okay. Uh, 21. Great. <laughs> so, uh, talk, uh, talk about confidence. So, um, Tess, you immediately, you know, using your tabaxi eyes, your tabaxi nose, um, you, you say, uh, you know, you kind of, uh, I imagine that you're still holding on like a backpack, like you've been doing for about 48 hours now, uh, <laughs> on the back of, uh, Gilbert and you, uh, and you kind of like, like pull a brake like you would on a, uh, like on a motorcycle <laughs> and you hop down and you kind of scour around what's going on, uh, here. You can see that there is a line of uh of of thick slime on the ground uh in front of the wagon the horses and uh the um uh what do you call it actually let me roll this back you see some thick slime and as you walk around the wagon you see a large gray goopy cube Eating a horse. I forgot about the cube. cube. They just left the cube there? (laughs) Well, I I was going to make a joke about how Weg was here, but... (laughs) Nope. Nope. Uh, But you can't see on the back of the wagon just other things that you can see here. On the back of the wagon, there is what is, uh, like, I believe it was like a big glass, like, cup that was turned upside down. Oh, yeah. Um, that's that's how they captured wet dirt boy was they put a they put a big cup on him upside down (laughs) like he was a bug (laughs) and uh, slid some magical cardboard underneath it Uh, and so you can see uh, the telltale signs of Weg's uh, emanating dirt on the inside of that thing you can see that it's been turned over and that that Weg appears to have fled north across the plains um there, there's maybe a few hundred yards of plains here and then there's a forest that begins so you can see that you see no sign of silverleaf you see no sign of kylie you see a lot of trampled grass around here like people were maybe preparing or being involved in combat um and you're here soon enough that you can actually see a little bit of wisps on the ground of magical fog uh, that haven't quite dissipated yet and um but yeah there's 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 a horse in front of this wagon and it is has been consumed or is being is halfway consumed by a big gray cube is there was there like a second horse on this wagon or was it just a one horse situation i can't remember and so uh if there was it escaped okay i i just ask because if if there was still another horse hitched to this, I was just gonna like untie it so it didn't also get eaten by a gray cube. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is not. It's okay. not there. Good. Okay. Great. Um, I'm gonna suggest to Gilbert we leave because I don't want to deal with this weird cube thing. 
and it seems okay. fine. <laughs> He's like, making his way see, in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, you see like, a... look, Cube's got to eat, okay? <laughs> so you see a few feet, uh, a few dozen feet, a few yards, I guess, up uh, in front of the wagon that there was a, uh, it looks like maybe a canvas or something laid across the road, and a uh, the cube has maybe come out of a pit that was covered uh, by that canvas. Hmm. Um, okay, so are you heading across the plains toward the forest? Yeah, I figured we'd follow Wegg's trail. Um, it's really impressive that Wegg manages to leave a trail of dirt across dirt, but here <laughs> we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Well, it's a special kind of dirt, of course. Fair, fair. Um, so, Kylie and Silverleaf and Wegg, you are fighting this big creature. Um, I think... I think, Wegg, you get to cast your spell. Uh, Silverleaf, you have smashed your, uh, your, you know, the, the door to provoke this combat. And uh, so, Kylie, I think you get a choice of what's going on here. So uh, what do you want to do? Um, sorry, could you say again how close everything is? No, you're, you're <laughs> within a reasonable distance. Oh, okay, but like... You're in a room. No, um, I, how close is the, 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 the monster to us? Is in a room. Uh, you're probably 15 feet away or something. Okay. Uh, well, let's, you know, let's play it like generic. Swords reach, right? Yes, further than the yeah. swords reach. Um, can I um, grab Silverleaf and like try and run us towards the door? Uh, and, like, yeah, sure. From this situation. Sure, you're gonna have to kind of go through the thing to get there. It's it's kind of oh, you know okay. if if the yeah. door uh the door where Wegg is now standing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, two or three feet away from that is the pile, uh, you know, the bedding where the thing was sleeping. And then yeah. maybe 10 feet away from that in the center of the room is where y'all are right now. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I, I feel like Kylie, of course, is not afraid. Mm-hmm. But in a protective move of Silverleaf, we got fucked up the last time we went against one of these guys. So True. not feeling very confident. Um, mm-hmm. Especially after just waking up, but if the only way out is through, um, I mean, you could you could try to run by it. Uh, it'll get yeah. to kind of swing at you on the way by, but you could absolutely do that. Well, I, I think alternatively, then I'm going to like push Silverleaf back a little bit and draw my sword. Okay, like, taking a, sort of a defensive posture. Okay, Silverleaf, you've been pushed. <laughs> just letting like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone likes being pushed. Okay, so Kylie, you're kind of standing there prepared to see, maybe right in the language of, of the system, readying yeah. in action. Yeah, and um, got my so big ahead. old glowing great sword out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay. So the thing I think hears uh, Wegg come up behind, and it lets out a, um, you know, kind of unhinges its jaw, draws in a bunch of air, uh, it's kind of like, and releases a scream that's not unlike that uh, TikTok of the uh, the frog that's picked up and then put into the uh, the, the tank of water. Um, if you don't know what that is, that's okay. But if you do know what that is, that will actually help you out. And it kind of it, it does that, but this is not the same kind of holler that it does that it did the last time. It kind of goes like. Um, it's a little unclear what's going on. You don't feel any immediate effect of this, but what you do feel 
is the, uh, or, or, or I guess you don't feel it, but you see it, is everywhere around you immediately goes dark. Hmm. You never would have thought that Gilbert would have been able to uh, party that hard, but uh, but he did. You can go to uh, twitter.com slash range touch in order to find out more about the other things that we're doing here at the Range Touch Network. If you like Sword Coast to Coast, Sword Coast, Coast to Coast, you probably like the other stuff that we do. You can go to youtube.com slash range touch in order to see all the videos that we're doing, and there's a lot of videos that we do. Uh, and you can go to patreon.com slash range touch in order to support the show. Uh, if you really like the show and you really like what we're doing on these channels, um, then uh, as little as a dollar a month really does, in a very material and significant way, help us do more stuff. Uh, I was literally going through my hard drives and trying to like figure out storage, and uh, I was able to buy a new external hard drive for storage uh, based on Patreon stuff. So like, it, it, you know, very very specific stuff when you've got like you know hundreds and hundreds of gigabytes of audio and visual data that you're trying to shuffle around to keep track of. That's all about me. This should be about you. Thanks so much for listening, uh, everyone who listens to the show, and we will catch you next week on the next episode. Bye bye.